welcome to the Open Nights podcast. This is your favourite Irish podcast host, back after a long time away. Uh, and I'm joined by the lovely Faye Draper and Maz Hedgehog to talk about their upcoming show at the Edinburgh Fringe, Closure. Guys, how are we doing today? Oh, hi, Connie. Yeah, we're doing very well. Very excited to uh, get Closure up on the road. Yeah, having a lovely day for me. It's nice to be back in Liverpool for once. Um, I'm usually out in Manchester, but Faye has dragged me here for the day, and it's rather lovely. Great. Well, I, I thank you both for doing this today. You know, it's, um, I couldn't think of a better podcast episode to come back on. I mean, it's, it's just really exciting. We're in, we're in, guys, we're in the, the lead-up to the Edinburgh Fringe. You know, it's, it's like, how long now? A couple of weeks? Eight weeks or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like time's got away from me as well. <laughs> Not enough time. <laughs> Literally, there is, there is not enough time. <laughs> it's slipping through my head very quickly. <laughs> so, guys, just um, tell us all about uh, Ink and Curtain, your theatre company, yeah? Just let, let's, let's start with that. So, how, how did that come around? Um, Miles, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Faye and I have been working together for the past couple of years. Um, Faye directed my solo show, Let Me Count the Ways, and which showed at the Home of Theatre, and it's actually going to be touring over the summer as well. We have a lot going on. Um, and as we worked together, we realised that we really liked doing this. And so we wanted to start a theatre company so that we can work together more in a way that's a bit more structured, a bit more formal. Um, and so I think we incorporated as a limited company like a couple of months ago, um, and Closure is our first production as Ink and Curtain, and we're just, I mean, for, for us, it's like the, just the beginning, and we're going to go on to do more, do, um, go do more, do stuff that's bigger, um, and generally do kind of this funny, political, cross-genre theatre that we love to watch and we love to make. Yeah, I think, um, don't forget that we also have a national tour because we don't like peace and we don't like rest. So, um, yeah, I've known Maz for too long. Please don't tell them, Maz. I don't want people to know how old I am. 16 years. Why? Um, <laughs> how's that possible? I'm only a girl of 15. Um, but, yeah, no, we've worked together, I think, professionally for the past year. But we, we did youth theatre together, youth theatre... Youth- that's not a sentence. Youth theatre together. We did Let Me Count the Ways. We've got a tour of Let Me Count the Ways. We have Closure in Edinburgh. And we've just taken on another solo show, haven't we, that we're producing and directing that will be in the Playhouse studio next year. So, yeah, busy. Yeah, it's all really exciting. Exhausting, but really exciting. Excuse that pause. Well, you know, uh, the guys just took over the podcast. They, they, they took my they, they took my microphone off me. Yeah, they're interviewing me now. But <laughs> but yeah, you can tell how enthusiastic and keen they are. You know, but um, Faye and Maz, like I I know you both like personally as well. You're both like hugely talented. Like Maz, you know, this will be the first time I'm working with you. Faye, I've done stuff for you in the past. I'm just uh, interested, as, as lo- a lot of people are listening to this, can you s- go into a little bit of detail about your theatre backgrounds? Like, yeah. Yes, so my background is political theatre. In 2017, I formed Sucker Punch. Um, we have disbanded, and I've sort of now moved 
a little bit into Manchester. So I'm now Liverpool and Manchester based. Um, I have a massive passion, like I said, for political theatre. I love theatre that like questions society. I like to rub people up the wrong way, apparently. Um, but yeah, that's my background. Oh, I'm also a director now and a writer because you can't have one skill in this economy. Um, me, I came at theatre through performance poetry. So I've been doing spoken word for nearly 10 years now. Um, but as much as I love spoken word and as beautiful as poetry is, it is even harder to get paid in poetry than it is in theatre. And also, I have always loved theatre. Like Faye said, we did youth theatre together, what, over 10 years ago now? Um, and Let Me Count the Ways, which is a spoken word solo show, was like my move back into theatre after many a moon away. Um, and so for me, like my passion as a writer and as a performer is about bridging the gap between poetry and theatre, between, between the classical and the contemporary, and just like muddying those boundaries as much as I can. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, yeah, um, excited to hear all about closure. Right, now we move on to closure. So, my question for the both of you is, how did this come around? What, what, how did this concept for closure start? What, t- tell us a bit about it. Oh, this is going to be grim. So I got sexually assaulted this one time, and I thought I'd write a play about it. <laughs> grim. Um, so, closure is a play that I wrote from, like I said, from a, a, some form of experience. Um, and I wanted to question the boundaries of restorative justice. And in a system where women are systematically failed by the justice system, what are women allowed to do? How far can they take restorative justice? And are they allowed to take justice into their own hands? So we wrote a play. Um, me and Maz decided to put it up. And then um, we got picked up with the Pleasants as part of their... Edinburgh National Programme. So we're partnered with Home in Manchester and we're partnered with the Pleasants. Um, and we've got a whole full month run in the Baby Grand Theatre. Yeah, so I mean, um, when Faye first sent me the script, I was fully prepared to be polite. I was going to be like, oh, well, Faye, well done. This is so... In-. But I read it and be like, oh, no, this is actually incredible. I mean, it is dark and it's funny and it demands a lot of its audience and I think that's a thing that I love the thing that I love most in theatre is when stuff isn't spoon fed to you when questions are asked and largely left unanswered when it sets the bar quite high and demands of the audience rise to meet it but it doesn't mean that it's super cerebral or difficult to follow at the end of the day it is a dark comedy and it is a violent comedy and I think it is as much as it is you know challenging and interrogates all these things it's also just a massive laugh oh thanks Maz I'll give you that five later um yeah no it's I like when I write I think the line between tragedy and comedy is so thin like I find the funniest people are usually the most traumatized and of course I thought do you know what would be funny 
writing a play about sexual assault and it just became weirdly comic and I feel like I call it a feminine rage piece because we see a lot about masculine rage and you know men like to act like they're not emotional because they rebrand as anger as not an emotion and this is about being calculated it's about catharsis it's about really it's about saying F you <laughs> no, uh, Maz really wants to say something. Go ahead, this one. Um, but no, I think the thing like, is also because for me this will be my first time working as a director. Um, I'm working with Fair as a director. I've learned a lot from her and from her process, um, which is mostly just like embrace the chaos and then roll with it. Um, but I think for me, yeah, it is for me as a director, we'll be very much pulling out the comedy, pulling out the tragedy, pulling out but also putting out these moments of real vulnerability and um, emotional honesty that run through this script. Anyway, that, again, I think, you know, for survivors, they'll hopefully get a lot of catharsis from it. Um, if we do have any soldiers in the audience, which would be surprising, if we do, I hope they are deeply uncomfortable the entire time. And for, and for anybody else, just to have a laugh and have a think and go away and hopefully then also examine their own complicity in these, you know, systems of oppression that leave, you know, women and trans people and all those things, leave people very vulnerable to sexual assault um, in its myriad of forms. Thank you, Maz. Thank you. That's amazing, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Faye. And Maz. This, I mean, this play, like, from what you told, it, it deserves to be shown on a stage like The Fringe. I mean, it's it, it's going to be amazing. Like, people are going to, like, absolutely, like, love this. But, Faye, what does it mean to you, like, to have something you've written transfer from the page to the stage on such somewhere like such an incredible scale like the fringe like how does that feel oh it's it's so wild to me so this is my first play written solo um i have co-written plays before especially with sucker punch um I used to write with Jazz in Sucker Punch, and now um, me and Maz kind of a lot going to co-write, but this is my first solo one. So to come straight out the gate with a full Edinburgh run, the imposter syndrome is real. Like, I didn't expect this. I thought that it was going to probably... I knew we were going to put it up. I expected maybe in a fringe venue. I mean, technically it is. It's the Edinburgh Fringe, but it's, you know, the Edinburgh Fringe, not just a small venue in Manchester or Liverpool. And it's been picked up by home as well. So we're also going to be part of their Push Festival. It's just, yeah, wild. Absolutely wild. I am living my best life. I think for me, like, you know, directing something that I have been personally interested in, but I thought, oh, I'll get to it in my mid to late 30s. You know, I will just, like, noodle around a little bit, maybe again do, like, a couple of scratch nights or something. But again, to be straight out of the gate as a director going, going, going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, especially with a venue like The Pleasance, is pretty incredible. And then also kind of mean for us, we are also basically producing ourselves, which is... <sighs> stress um we are not producers we do it because we're skin but it's also really rewarding and i mean part of that also means fundraising because the edinburgh fringe are an absolute fortune um 
but luckily, you know, we have a lot of support from our community. And so, you know, yeah, we have a crowdfunder going um, and we also have an open rehearsal that's going to be on the 30th of June at the Proud Place, which is like a purpose-built LGBT centre in Manchester. Um, we're hopefully going to be able to be able to come and get a taste of the show and, um, you know, also contribute money, please, we're broke. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be on the 30th of June at half past seven at the Proud Place on 4951 Sydney Street in Manchester, which is just a short walk from Manchester Oxford Road. And also, it's a lovely venue, so just come and see it in general um, and give us money, please. I'm begging you, we have none. <laughs> Yeah, it's so wild as well because the Pleasance is one of the top four venues in Edinburgh. So, again, to come out straight out the gate with a, a large venue partnership um, and to be partners with Home as well, it's all, yeah, I am. Oh, if this plays crap, I'm going to be so gutted, you know. <laughs> it won't be, it's great. Okay. So, um, without giving too much away... Uh, What's closure about? What's it set? Closure is set during a dinner party. Um, to not give too much away, Mia invites her friend Laura and um, her partner to a dinner party, and they soon realise that not everyone will be leaving that uh, dinner party alive. It's about sexual uh, catharsis for sexual assault victims it's about nice men it's about um how society views victims and it review it looks at restorative justice in a in a funny way in a yeah in a it is very serious but there are those like nice little comedic moments yeah, I think I see it as a play about solidarity and about, you know, what does solidarity between assault victims look like? What does it feel like? Um, and then also a show about politeness and etiquette and manners. And I think that for me, that's where a lot of the humour comes from in almost poking fun um, at, you know, your, your own flight, fight or flight response um, and how you respond to it. And so, yeah, it will be probably, I want to see it as being quite contained, quite claustrophobic, almost. Um, and while the subject matter is serious, I think the play is. Like, it is, I mean, it's dark and it's funny and it's quite vicious. Um, and hopefully for the audience, a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the Pleasants described it as vicious catharsis. Um, yeah, it, it is, it's very guttural. It's very... Um, yeah, you, absolutely um, shocking as well. I take a lot of inspiration from In Your Face Theatre. So when they were like, what are the trigger warnings? I was like, all of them. <laughs> you think one, babe, you put it on that list because it is absolutely vicious. So what's what's the process like, been, uh, like getting your cast? Uh, by, by the way, I hear you've got an amazing cast. Yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. C can you tell us a bit more about the cast? Like, yeah. So, funnily enough, the cast involves. Oh, oh hang on. I, I know I'm in it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, t t you know, uh, who else is in it? I mean, what, what, um, what, what's the rehearsal process going to be like leading up to the fringe? 
So uh, it is a three-party cast involving uh, the amazing Connor. We also have a wonderful Manchester-based actress called Nina. Um, our rehearsal process... Oh, I'm in it as well. Oh, yeah. You could have started with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm in it. Um, because genuinely, like, women's parts are gash at the moment. So you've just got to write your own parts, I think. Um, but, yeah, the, we've got the last two weeks of July um, home have amazingly gave us a fantastic rehearsal space. I think it's the best rehearsal space I've ever worked in. And it's very full on. It's two intensive weeks of plowing through the script and trying to make art. Um, yeah, and I kind of see my role um, in this obviously directing. So we'll be keeping on all the moving parts. But I think because the double matter is so heavy, because the play is as intense as it is, I also see my role very much as show mum, where um, at any point in the process, if Faye or you, Connor, or Nina, um, like need a minute, need to process, need, need to decompress, um, I'll be there to help facilitate, facilitate that alongside, yeah, you know, finding the nuances in these characters and their relationships and hopefully kind of pushing you a little bit to get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, genuinely, like what you call a mentally stable actor, a liar. Like. <laughs> Guys, that, that, like, that sounds absolutely incredible. Like, f- thank you all so much for like, sharing all this info today. I mean, how, how, to everyone listening out there, how, how can they help you promote and push this? Or, like, can you tell us more about you know, social media, like, who to follow, what accounts to follow? So we are Ink and Curtain on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We currently have a crowdfunder running where we're trying to raise two grand to cover our costs, um, which you find through crowdfunder and is linked on our Facebook, our Twitter and our Instagram. As I said before, we have an open rehearsal and fundraiser coming up at the Proud Place on 49-51 Sydney Street, M1, 7HB in Manchester um, on the 30th, on Thursday, the 30th of June at half past seven we'll be able to get a taste of the play and then have a chat with the cast and the rest of the team and basically just like like follow share donate donate if you can but also just share if you can't because the more people who know about this you know the more people with deep pockets can hopefully give us the money but also just like support us you know if you're up in edinburgh come see the show if you can't make into edinburgh again it's going to be showing in manchester at home around january and february time next year and so yeah um also on Instagram, if you want to follow Faye, Faye is Faye underscore Draper underscore, I believe. And then I'm just Mads Hedgehog on Instagram and on Twitter. Everything that Mads said. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you, you, covered, you covered that really well, Mads. <laughs> well done. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, no, honest to God. Um, my brain is so rattled with ADHD that I cannot rattle any of that off like Maz is 100% logistics and I am just vibes very well spoken Maz I commend you on that <laughs> well done well done um, after Edinburgh I'm, I'm just interested I mean do you do you see Closure having a future do you see it going anywhere else yeah I mean I, I certainly don't see it Edinburgh, Edinburgh being the end of it you know what what What's your thoughts on it? You know. So, um, like we said, it got picked up for the push. F- is it, it is a push fest. Oh, see, I am just vibes. I'm not a human. Um, 
Yeah, so we got picked up for the Push Festival with Home. So like Mal said, we'll be in um, Home in either January or February. And hopefully, if people like it, we can take it to other venues. Um, currently, if the Pleasants enjoy it, they said that maybe we could take it to London. So it's very much see how we do in Edinburgh, but I really don't think this will be the end of it. Yeah, no, this 100% isn't the end. Um, you know, I think that for a lot of theatre companies, Edinburgh is the starting point. Um, you know, theatres and programmers from all over the country come to Edinburgh just to see kind of what's brewing in theatre. And so what we're hoping is that, you know, alongside doing the Push Festival at home, hopefully, fingers crossed, doing something with the Pleasants in London, that other venues across the country come see it, see that it not only is it fun and funny and enjoyable, that it's also a really important story to tell um, and program it in their venues. I mean, um, if there are any f- other French venues in London, like particularly I'm thinking if the National um, Theatre come to Edinburgh and see it, that they will be super jazzed. And we get, oh, a couple of months Imagine. at the National. That would be great. You know, if any programmers um, in across Europe or the US come to see it, that would be fantastic. You know, I'm thinking that it will be do really great on Broadway oh, in yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. personally. Um, and you know what? If Netflix um, come to Edinburgh and see it and want to make it into a film, that would be fantastic. I would have to put, put them in touch with either of our agents to talk about um, you know picking up the IP rights for that <laughs> but in all seriousness we're just hoping that maybe, maybe touring in 2023 um, I'm thinking a 23 part episode series yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I th- you know yeah and a spin-off, you know. Do you know what? The, <laughs> how dark this play is, it, it would never get, like, a Broadway run. It is just... Uh, it is... I am very um, influenced by Sarah Kane. And, um, yeah, I just think it might do well in certain theatres, but it's definitely not a family, family-friendly family <laughs> show, is it? Def- yeah, no. And join us for our next podcast, Closure... The musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> uh, Maz and Faye, do, do you, like, obviously Maz were directing and Faye with Brighton, do you, you mentioned one of your inspirations there, like, is there anyone else that really inspires you when you're, like, when you're in the process of your work? Um, so for, for me, as a writer and as a performer, I'm very inspired by classic theatre, like, you know, I do draw on the Jacobeans and then also draw on the kind of on the Greek plays. Um, I am a big fan of Sophocles because I'm that pretentious. And, but then also, you know, a lot of like 18th, 19th century poetry. Um, in terms of, you know, contemporary theatre makers, I think there's a theatre company um, called Her Productions based in Manchester that does a lot of really interesting work around female-led theatre um, and, you know, there are also poets like Ashland Susa Lodi, theatre makers like Man Ray, who are doing really interesting work in crossing genre and crossing form and, in again, demanding a lot of their audiences and making the most out of that. Yeah, I'm very uh, writing style-wise, influenced by In Your Face Theatre that came out in the 90s and, like I said, Sarah Kane... Um, there was something Sarah Kane said, and it was with Blasted about the Bosnian War and how how dare people look away. And I really took that to heart. I create theatre that you can't look away from. You know, there are so many like 
in this case, sexual assault, and people can politely walk away and cover their ears, even though it's, you know, women are being systematically raped at this point. Um, you can't look away, and I want to create work that st- stops you in your tracks and makes you watch it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And now I'm going to take it to the personal part of the podcast. Um, Maz, I've only known you for a short time. And Faye, as I said at the start of this, uh, Faye, I've known you for a couple of years now. Um, I'm, I'm honoured and thrilled to be part of this. I really, really am. And to everyone out there, I cannot say how much it means to me. It really, really does to know these guys personally. Um, Faye especially, you know, like, took so much courage for you to put this on into a script. You know, I commend you both. And um, it's an absolute pleasure talking to you here today. Thank you so much for your time. And guys, you know who to follow out there. And please support the guys on June 30th at the crowd, crowdfunder, yeah? At the yeah, crowd yeah. So, yeah, June 30th at the Proud Place on Sydney Street in Manchester. There we have it. Um, what day is the first show in the Fringe? So, previews open on the 3rd of August. And then we are working every single day, apart from the 15th. We do get one day off, all the way to the 29th of August. Can you tell us where we can get tickets? So you can get tickets on the Pleasant website and on the Edinburgh Fringe website as well. There we have it. Faye, Maz, good luck with the show. Oh, shouldn't say that. Break a leg. <laughs> God. Oh, you've cursed it. Great. Thanks, Connor. And now they're going to get a new cast member. <laughs> Sacked. Sacked. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, Good luck with the show, and I'll see you soon, yeah? Yeah. And, guys, thanks for joining us today for the podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Opening Nights. Our next production is coming very soon, so be sure to get subscribed wherever you're listening and visit our website, www.openingnights.co.uk, to stay updated. Bye for now.